Welcome to the Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coin Opians. This week, Steven shares his third and final part of his expose in mobile gaming with this segment, Grand Mafia Part 3. Game over. He discusses ending the addiction to his game and betraying the trans people he hoodwinked during his tenure as guild officer. But how many thousands did he spend and does this make him a real piece of shit? Hmm. We'll find out. But first, Ryan discusses a real-life experience he had in Nolens, where he ran into the legendary creature called the Rougarou. But we all want to know, did Ryan have a one-night stand with the elusive Nightbird? Hmm. Stay tuned. Feel free to drop us a line. We love hearing what's on your mind. Our email address is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. That is the coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and YouTube, anywhere you find your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so take a listen to past episodes and get all caught up because you deserve it. Now, I'm switching over to the main stage. Steven joined. It looks like he joined the Brotherhood. Or he's shooting for the Grand Wizard, Dragon, whatever it is. At least that is, that's what his haircut suggests, you know. Ryan had technical difficulties with his computer, which is on par with the old man that he is. And uh, Chris is also having technical difficulties with his audio. Uh, so a bunch of, bunch of issues going on. Let's see. Let's join to the discussion and see if uh, any of them have figured out a solution. Do that. <laughs> it's like, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, like, well, dang. <laughs> too late. They'll grow back. Stop, Dad. Stop. Yeah, you got a wild haircut. It's kind of scared me. Why'd you do it? Why'd you? I love so shaving short? my head. It's one of my favorite Why things not? to do. I can do like scalp treatments and stuff while whilst shaved head, but I also just like the low maintenance. If it wasn't for vanity, I would just keep it shaved all the time. Well, it looks like shit, Steven. Oh, my God. Turn your gain down. Yeah. So <laughs> I <much>. did. <laughs> You, knew, you went the I, wrong I, way. I think you went the wrong way. Yeah. Ryan, it looks good. Tell me it looks good. No, you're not inviting my birthday fuck? anymore. Oh. oh, my God. Dude, he don't allow ugly people to birthdays, man. He's got to gotta oh, keep sorry, up Sorry, I don't look like a piece of shit like Listen, you. It, Steven looks like a skinhead. If you can't slick back your hair, you're not allowed to my birthday party. I'm going to wear, I'll wear a wig just for your birthday. <laughs> That'll be fucking great. Only real hair. Every time you say slick back your hair, you never do it, so I'm not even going to get excited. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I slick back my hair way better no than way. you ever did. I did the full Dude. slick back. Ryan, your mic still sounds terrible. Yeah. Ryan, lower your game. I, it's all the way low. No, it's not. No, it's all the way high. That's volume, young man. You can lower in your... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I remember my first time. Have you tried the back? It, you better? know, it might be right next oh to that power God, button yes. you were looking for. Is that better? Oh, so much better. Oh, gosh. It's magical. Steven, I need you to come help fix my PC, please. Have you have you checked have you inspected the on button? Well the power button was always finicky on it. I'd always rub the button with a pen and then it would turn on. Jesus. And I guess now it just doesn't want to turn on. So something's wrong with the power button. Ryan, why do you have shitty PCs? Yeah. Why? I'll leave again. Is that an American flag shirt he's wearing? America. Any significance to the let's fucking go sign in the back of your podcast? Is that for Brett? It is for Brett. It's uh, it's because he made a comment that my uh, uh, what is it my bed was messy that one day. He was like he was like, dude, clean up your background. So I cleaned it up and then I put a little tidbit letting him know that I cleaned it up. All right, gentlemen, welcome. 
thank you, Ryan, for making the extra effort to hop on. I'm sorry you're experiencing technical difficulties, and you know we got to thank uh, uh, Alicia for lending you her laptop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do better, Ryan. Look how hard I look right now, bro. You, know, you just—you look like a white supremacist that doesn't tattoo their nipples. I'll fit right into you. I'll fit right into your birthday party, actually. Now. <laughs> I like how I like how you shaved all that hair on your on your on your head, but you fa- you failed to get that stuff under your nose off. Yeah, well, you can't just go full shaved head with no facial hair. Then you just look like a mole rat. Wait, so is that is that beard hair that you have? Is that the longest hair on your head right now? Looks longer than your My eyelashes. Eyebrows might be pretty long, kind of thick boys. <laughs> My eyelashes are pretty long too. But yeah, got the Kevin. No, you can always. Uh... You can always shave your hair, but you can't shave the piece of shit that you are. I used to be a piece. I used to be a piece of shit. Not anymore. Do you know I finally watched that sloppy steaks <laughs> bit because I had no idea what you guys were talking Did you about. Enjoy it? And then when it was all You're done, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm like, wait. So he would just go to a restaurant and he would just pour water on his steaks, and the restaurant owner would get mad. Sloppy steaks, baby. Yeah, his hu- his this guy's hu- a real piece of shit. Yeah, his humor is just. Like, it's just so, I don't know. It doesn't hit for everybody, but for some reason, it just makes me fucking die. It's like those, uh, nice. What are those invasive thoughts they talk about? They, like, oh, his invasive thoughts one, and like, just all of his shit's just coming out in that show. <laughs> Anyways. Nice. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Coin Op Cowboys. Uh, gentlemen, wonderful to see all of you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with our question for the day. And, uh, This is where you you get the opportunity to introduce yourself, say your name, say a hello, and then you're going to answer the question. The question I have for you tonight is very important, very special, very Not. And you guys are going to go in order. You guys are going to go in order. And uh, it's the most perfect order I've ever seen. This is the most perfect order. The question is, consider that every person now has a personal soundtrack that plays according to their mood. What would be playing for you right now uh, repeat the question country of origin again <laughs> consider consider that every person now has a personal soundtrack that plays according to their mood what would be playing for you right now and the first person on this list to my right is chris it's always chris oh. it's always chris. he logs on first what can he say <laughs> i'm pretty sure angel has a boner for chris yikes what up wranglers Got your boy here, Chris. I am the first cowboy. I am the first and most beloved cowboy. I am the first that people want to hear when they roll in. They want to hear this this magical voice of mine. And I'm just glad I can be at the front of the line for everybody. Welcome. You guys are in for a great evening. Uh, personal soundtrack. You know, it's uh, it's really hard to put this one in words, but it is actually the John Cena intro music. It goes... Dun 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 I'll have to play for you guys, but yeah. So it is just every time I walk, like when I walk into the kitchen, I just expect like confetti and horns to start going buck wild, and then like my kids are going, "What's going on, Dad?" And I'm like, "We're we're going. You can't see me." <laughs> everybody else, Angel. Everybody else sees Chris, and it goes, yeah. "Angel, where Chris go? What? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see him either, man. He just started. Uh, he started singing, and he's gone." 
Hmm. Uh, maybe he'll come back. But did you guys see the prank phone call where they they called they called the guy's <laughs> wife and then they kept, they kept trying to sell them the wrestling subscription? Yes, I fucking love that one so much, dude. dude. <laughs> that, that, it puts me in tears. That was just such a, such a good prank call. <laughs> so Chris is walking around with John Cena's da, 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 all day long in his head. Okay, God, that's right. Such a such a basic thing. <laughs> basic bitch. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris, so much for your inspiring music. Next up, we have Steven. All right. Of course I'm last. Why the fuck wouldn't I be last? Hello, everybody. If you don't know me by now, that's your fucking problem, not mine. Um, I am part of the Coin Up Cowboys. The best part, actually, many of our reviewers have said everybody else sucks except for Steven. Um, yeah, with that being said, I got a new haircut. Shaved it all off, man. I'm feeling moody, feeling edgy, and I'm gonna throw it back to the '90s. My personal soundtrack right now is uh, none other than the Deftones, specifically that song "Change." Go listen to it if you haven't. But that's just going on in my head all day. Angel, I assume you're gonna play all these songs, right? No, okay. no I have no copyright. I'm not gonna buy the copyright. Great. So the song is just <laughs> like some metally '90s filth. Sing that's it for just, us, Stephen. It's not a song you sing, Chris. It's a mood. The song. It's a, it's I, uh, I go in between people. wanting. To, I go in between wanting to like, uh, you know, kill somebody and also want to fuck to the song. So I think it's a very inspiring song. Very edgy, right? Solid, solid. But does it get as edgy as this? <laughs> Where'd he go? That All was right. it. You can't see me. Thank you so much, Stephen, for your edgy. It's the Deftones change. All right, next what was up. It called edgy. Uh, Deftones song specifically is change. Yes, that's a, that's my go-to. All right, the next person on this list in this perfect order, and it is perfect, by the way. We have the one. <laughs> <laughs> Still hear you though, Donkey Dick. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Ryan. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God, dude. I'm going to lose my shit. Fuck. What did you do? I spilled soda. What did you tell him to make him quit like that? Whenever you, apparently it's when you, he's restarting. He's restarting. Oh, what was that? Is that what it is? <laughs> if you're going to buy a PC, buy a good PC. I was, uh, I was listening to this uh, change by the Deftones here a second ago, and it was pretty good. It started out real intrally, and then it talked about like, violence and taking it out it's just like yeah it's a good i don't know it's i mean it's a really popular song it's the first thing that pops up it's very 90s metal and i love that you know i really enjoyed a lot of those there was a lot of those bands in the 90s that were i i'm not sure if i can label this guy as screamo but the concept of like he when he does the chorus he like kind of stretches the words a little bit you know like uh 30 seconds to mars did it i'm listening to this song right here and it's kind of right there stop stop playing music chris you broke my internet next up (laughs) in line is uh, the one, the only Ryan. Ryan, what do you have? What what up, Cowboys? This is the number one panty drop a shot collar, your favorite boy, Ryan. And I have heard from listeners that I am the best part of the podcast from many. And I come to us this week with another listener uh, comment that we can get on later. But for now, Angel is asking what, what my soundtrack is. Uh, my song would be uh, My Love by Justin Timberlake. Okay. Sing it for us, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Nope, 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 nope. That's for uh, 
That's for Alicia only. Justin, so you're only, feeling... Only one pair of ears gets to hear me. What was the song again? Because I wasn't paying attention after you spewed your nonsense about being the favorite. I stopped listening. What was, what the, was song? the song? My Love by Justin Timberlake. My- I was totally expecting some Bon Jovi because for all the listeners out there, Ryan is a phenomenal... Damn! Uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal... Uh, uh, go to, Oh gosh, what are we calling that thing? You, uh, you go to the bar and you sing... Karaoke. There we go. He's a phenomenal karaoke <laughs> singer. Why am I spacing on that word? <laughs> First, I can't pronounce the word. Now I just can't even think of the word. So, but yeah, Bon Jovi. Ryan crushes it. I'm also very good at Enrique. Some would say I'm better than the real Enrique Iglesias. Almost everybody would say no. <laughs> excuse, me? excuse me? Have you not seen the, the viral that's videos? What that's Enrique? what I'm saying. Is Everybody would say you're better now because Enrique got exposed in the worst way. Did you see him humping the stage? No, I didn't. I couldn't watch past the first like two seconds. It was so cringe. I was dying. <laughs> but I heard for a long time he was horrible at singing. Like that was like the. Rumor this is like a whole another level of of terrible. It's like how did you ever even like get a record deal in any way, shape, or form? Hey, hey, right. I guess it just proves you need zero talent. Connections. His family was connected. You don't need much talent, but he could produce w- you. W- what about that uh, Havana Unana? Mm, that's a good one. That's a one-off, though. I don't do a yeah. lot of Camila Cabello. Camila Camila Cabello is a good singer. Like, that's not a question. Yeah, very good. Uh, sorry about that, uh, Ryan. Yours was Justin and a certified Timberlake. hottie. My love, my love. I just listened to it, mm-hmm. and it's a banger. It is. The, the unfortunate thing is, if you put Justin Timberlake my on love, uh, Spotify, ninety percent of it is trolls music. That's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Because there's a million it's trolls a movies, and I guess he's in all the soundtracks. He's such a troll. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, round it up. My song for my mood right now uh, would be one of my favorite songs of all time. It's uh, Oil Man by Chad Cook Band. You ever heard of it? Never heard of Oil Man. Yeah. So or many, the Chad Cook Band? Yeah. Many years ago, I worked the oil field. And I tell you, even though uh, I'm what hands call now management, uh, those long nights. How do you know about it? It only has so many listens. Because I, I used to work in the oil field. So, yeah. It's just, you know, those long nights, you really don't ever forget them. And uh, I feel grateful right now. Dude, it, it totally has, like... It totally has like a uh, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou" vibe to it, right? I love that movie. Chain Gang. You you would also like de- uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive" by uh, Bon Jovi. I like that song. It's a classic. Hey, Christopher, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who who's the best Bon Jovi performer you've ever seen? Oh, do karaoke. That would be by far, and I think I chalk it up to his raw confidence, like unbelievable borderline delusional confidence in his words and his singing abilities and that would be cowboy ryan thank you thank you, thank you. i haven't heard it so does, so, does your you, brother how have you? you not how have you not heard me sing bon jovi angel i don't know you don't like me did you never attend christmas karaoke uh, it's always on mexican christmas the 24th so no <laughs> well well they usually hold it at a bar so that would i mean i'm sure they i'm sure they can get you some some cervezas yeah, i don't celebrate mexican christmas anymore so if there was to ever be one again i may witness okay. nice we'll consider nice. we'll consider you know i got a i got a bone to pick oh all right yeah yeah let's, let's hear your bones me sir. too me too me too oh shit so last episode cowboy chris got called out 
for sounding like Pete Davidson stole the military surplus microphone from World War II to bless our viewers with two hours of nails on a chalkboard. Are you rapping this? That's how it was described to me. <laughs> it sounds like well, you know what? Yeah. You know what? This can't stand. What kind of quality viewing experience would this be for our listeners without my harmonious and well-pitched voice surrounded by a choir of angels? Well, not today. Not on my watch. Let's fucking go. <gasps> wow. Look at Whoa. that fancy pants. Is that a Yeti? Well, no wonder he had fucking audio problems today. Nice. To the coin-op cowboy. Sound the same. <laughs> You're in for a real treat. You know what? He sounds the same because he had that working the whole time. He didn't. He, that mic he had was a about, prop. Steven. He's been talking. But it worked pretty well, didn't it? All right, shut the fuck up. So, so you're picking a bone with a listener then? Uh, I am actually, I'm picking a bone with myself for letting Ooh. us go 27 episodes with what I perceive to be a quality microphone that I could just unplug from my headset here. But, uh, you know, it just, it finally, I, I, I finally, I was, I was catching up on some of the last episodes <laughs> and I was like, I sound terrible. So <laughs> decisions were made. Amazon was purchased. Who's going to tell them? Who's so so tell you're him? the reason why we have low viewership. Then. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. shit. Yes. You're why we haven't been paid yet. I'm going to Venmo you. I'm going to Venmo you for a request for there my royalties. But not anymore, guys. It's a new horizon. New horizon for us. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris, for blessing us with your ha, sultry and ruggedly ha, awesome voice. Ha, ha. Now, if only Ryan could understand what oh, gain God. means. Uh, my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it was at the end of the two. You know, I swear this this <laughs> this quality oh, uh, this quality machine <laughs> that Ryan is on right now. He has like one. He has like a one or two. <laughs> he, he has like uh, the earpieces that you get for free on American Airlines. So he's using that right now as his microphone. <laughs> and his camera makes it look like he turned his office into a steam room. I mean, are you are you doing a hot sweat right now, my friend? I wish that'd be the best. Clean your lens, man. Your lens has like yeah, oil lube. On it. I don't know what's on there. I don't want to know. It's every every human bodily fluid possible. Yeah. But while we're on the the topic the of of picking bones, oh, well, here we go. I had a conversation with a listener, oh, who has a bone to pick with one of us four cowboys. Now, uh, <laughs> Stephen, care <laughs> to guess which, which bone uh, they have a they want to pick with a cowboy? Which cowboy are they picking today? Steven, I think they're going to pick a bone with Angel. They are going to pick a bone with Angel. What did I do? Wow. Now, let, let me tell you, this uh, This listener we have is actually a, a professional Fortnite player. Ah. And they've sat <laughs> idly by and listened to Angel claim week in and week out that he is a nationally ranked player, getting win after win after win. Okay. And this listener has analyzed the bits of gameplay that they have found with Angel. And they told me that Fortnite uses skill-based matchmaking. And for the level of player that Angel is, he is most certainly playing against bots. <gasps> what? No way, dude. No. Angel. Uh, uh, I need receipts on this, Ryan. Uh, liar, Angel? Uh, I'm going to have to ask how they even saw me play. Okay, first of all, I don't want to do this, but I think I'm going to step up to Angel's defense here. I think Ryan's making all this up Mm -hmm. using a listener to try to (laughs) make his argument sound. Angel, let me uh, screenshot. 
I'm going to screenshot a message I have. I'm going to send it to you. First all of all, right, let's see, see the receipts. And how do we have proof that he's actually a Fortnite professional yeah. player? How do we have proof of that? That's actually it's actually um, a lady. What? That is definitely not a and professional And they were a professional <laughs> streamer. And they used to play nightly. Oh, oh professional streamer is not the same yeah. thing. Oh, Just showing, showing tit for clout. Oh, I got Steven, it. Whatever. You watch your mouth. You respect our <laughs> yeah. listeners. Wh- whoever this listener is, you you're showing your titties listeners. for clout. You respect our listeners, Steven. <laughs> showing those titties. I just sent you Subscribe the, to my only the text fans, message, Steven, to confirm that I did not make this up. <laughs> I want to disrespect this listener. You know what? I want to I want to take a moment and I want to I want to defend all of our listeners by verbalizing what they are all thinking. The only way to settle this is a one-on-one Thunderdome in Fortnite. We need our we need our listeners username, we need what Angel's it? username, and we need a showdown of the century one-on-one. Right, what does this prove? This is just a text with nobody's name. Okay, I'll find out. I was protecting the listener. I'll, I'll send you that too. I pr- promise I will not uh I will protect the listener as well if you uh, disclose that information okay. to me. All right. All right. Angel, but would you like to challenge I'm our listener? S- if you would, I could try to set something up yeah. if you want to. Can you, you can you agree or challenge. disagree, Ryan? You know, Ryan? Stream it, though. You know, Ryan. It's going to happen. Let's make it happen, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Wait, are we doing building or no building server? Doesn't matter. I'm the best. Oh. The best. the, The best nationally ranked. Nationally ranked. I am nationally ranked. Guy, right? Let's not forget that, baby. All right. All right. I'll extend the challenge. I will extend the challenge. Ryan. Steven. In your experience, does this streamer use tit for cloud? They do not. They do not. Really? Very respectable. Very oh, respectable. Nice. Wow. Okay. Of course. Well, listener, bring it on. Let's go. Let's get that dub. Yeah, shoots and ladders match. Here we go. All right. <laughs> do, Very do, cool. Do, do. I'm going to go ahead and share the wheel now. We're gonna we're gonna do the wheel. Yeah, spin your fucking wheel. Yeah. Here we go. My love. My love. My love. My love. My love. My love. Oh! Oh, would you look at that? Would you look at that? It's Ryan. It's me. It's me. All right, Ryan, what did you bring for the Coinopians today? Well, you know, you know how I always say, Angel, that the government tries to to keep me from revealing the truth to our listeners. And, you know, today they tried to break my computer and kept me out of here. And they almost prevented me from bringing this tale to you. And tonight's tale is called The Holiday Terror and the Big Easy. You know what the Big Easy is? Steven? New knowledge. Steven's, no. Wait, wait, wait. Steven's butthole. No. That would be the big greasy. No. <laughs> no, I do know that Steven did blow up many a toilets in New Orleans because he claims to have eaten a bad hot dog. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about today. Not, not Steven's shit in his pants. You see, tonight's tale begins 15 years ago in the land of the Big Easy. New Orleans, Louisiana. Our focus of this tale is a young man named Jeremy. Who one night was on a stroll on a local trail with his father. This night was Christmas Eve. Jeremy and his father are casually walking and sipping on some eggnog. Talking about the birds and the bees. Jeremy's father said, As you become a teenager, Jeremy, you're going to start having feelings, my boy. Have you found yourself a lady of interest? Jeremy said, Oh, Dad, you're so awkward. In Mr. Gray's class, there's a girl named Beth. She smells like candy and sounds like an angel. How old is Jeremy? He's 12 years old. 
Whoa, Mr. Gray's class. Are you napping and dreaming of angels? Oh, my kid, that, that class is so boring. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah, anyway. Well, Beth, she's real sweet. Jeremy, what's wrong? And Jeremy's face went stone cold, and he just pointed into the woods. Father, there, there's a rougarou in the bush. Jeremy, don't you ever say that word again. But, but, but. Never again. You hear me? Yes, Father. And you know what, Chris, for the next 15 years, Jeremy never did dare utter the words Rougarou ever again. Rougarou. How? Until 20. Excuse me, excuse can, me Christopher. Can, can you spell that for me? It's R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. Now, don't look it up yet, Christopher. I don't want you to get spoiled. All right. You'll get it revealed just like our listeners do. Now, Jeremy didn't dare repeat this word. For 13 years until 2022. Now at this time, Jeremy has moved away from the Big Easy and found himself living in sunny California. But once a year for the holidays, Jeremy would make a trip down to Nolens to stay with his family and enjoy some sweet, sweet southern hospitality. Now last Christmas, 2022, while he was in town again, his father asked him to go on an evening run. Jeremy agreed, laced up his shoes. And him and his father took to the local lake, ran a few miles, and eventually they took a break. And Jeremy's father said, So Jeremy, you're planning on making an honest woman of Beth. Yes, father. We've been dating for several years and I think we're ready. We've discussed marriage a few times and even talked about our guest list. And Mr. Gray made the list. We owe us to him after all. Oh, you kids are so silly. Back in my day, the man would actually surprise the woman and Jeremy's father stopped. And Jeremy was growing bored of his father's ranch and was just staring into the woods near the lake. And as he stared, he noticed something very odd in the distance, Christopher. He saw a dog-like figure, but it was standing on its hind legs. Father, it's the Rougarou again. Oh, damn it, Jeremy. I told you to never say that word again. Let's hurry home. And Jeremy had never seen his father so angry except for one time in his life. You know when that time was, Stephen? When he said Rougarou before? When he said Rougarou 13 years ago. <laughs> Man, what could it be? What could it be? So the two ran home quickly, not taking a single break and just bursting into the house without uttering a word. But as soon as they got there, Jeremy's mother saw the look on his father's face and said, Damn it, Jeremy! We said, you said it again, didn't you? Jeremy said, I, I mother, I, I, I saw it. Jeremy, you never mentioned that creature again, you hear me? Yes, father. And shortly after, Jeremy's mother and father went to bed. And Jeremy went to his guest room and he couldn't sleep. So he went to the kitchen, got a glass of milk, and stared out the window towards the nearby woods that bordered his parents' property. And as he stared in the woods, he saw two glowing red eyes staring back at him. These eyes were staring straight into his soul, and they're about the height of what you'd expect a human to be. Jeremy saw them blink and continue to glow in the night, and he rushed through the house, locked all the doors, got under the covers, and just prayed he'd go to sleep. He never did. He stayed up all night. The next morning, Jeremy went down for breakfast, and his mother said, Good morning, my dear. How did you sleep? 
terribly, Jeremy said. Oh, my. Why is that? Mother, I saw it again. The Rougarou. Jeremy, don't you ever say those words again. It will connect to you. Now, that's the end of Jeremy's tale. But you know why Jeremy's parents were so afraid, Angel? Uh, Angel stepped away. Cause I you think fucking ruined, ruined it. <laughs> you can't ask any story. other cowboy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Chris. Why, why were uh, Jeremy's parents so upset? Um, I think they were upset because when you say its name, it gets closer and closer and wants to attack you. So it's almost like they were uh, antagonizing the Rougarou, mm. and uh, they blame it on Jeremy. It's a good theory. That's a good theory. Now, Jeremy's parents were afraid that if he kept mentioning the name of the Rougarou. The creature would attach itself to the young boy and eventually transfer a curse of the Rougarou onto their precious tile. Now, when I, when I first found this story, I scoured the internet and I found a picture of the Rougarou. Are you ready to see it? No, because yes. I think werewolves are scary looking critters anyways. Where you get werewolf from, Christopher? Did you I ever a, say well, we're talking about werewolves? I did not. Are we talking about a wolf dog thing? Set a dog on, thing on two legs. <laughs> okay, a scary dog. Let's go with that. Okay, well, let me show you the Rougarou. Now, don't keep it up too long. You might frighten Steven like last time. This is the Rougarou. Nope, it's a white screen. Not scary. Oh. You, you don't see it? Nope, white screen. It's it's, it's white. Oh, oh there you go. God, it's a person. It's like a, that is the Rougarou. That okay. that's just that's just a normal kid like trying to keep his head above water. Is that in the swamp? That's hair. Dude, That's hair. Zoom in on that thing. That's hair. Oh. Uh, dude, that's like that's like Steven right there. It has all this hair on his head, but none on his face. <laughs> no, now, let me show you an artist's interpretation of the Rougarou, as this is the only documented image of one that I've seen. Why was the picture crop so bad? Oh, see, that looks more terrifying. <laughs> Why would that look so different? Yeah, because this this is the artist's interpretation, Stephen. That looks like a werewolf. But this yeah. is the Rougarou. The, I swear that Rougarou picture is cropped, and I'm curious, like what? Don't you worry they about were the at. cropping. Don't <laughs> you worry about the cropping. <laughs> now, looks legit. Not gonna lie, it's mm-hmm. like a fat mm-hmm. kid. Disagree. Now, now this is a uh, a creature known to be found in Louisiana. Reports of the Rougarou. Go all the way back very many centuries. Its origins have been dated back to when the French settlers first came to Louisiana. The name Rougarou is derived from the French word loup-garou. You know what that means, uh, Christopher? Loup-lupi is uh, Latin for uh, like a a wolf or a canine. Lupus. Mm -hmm. Lupus is what I'm thinking of. Pretty close. It It means werewolf. Boom. That's why you asked me the question, werewolf. Well, that is why I asked you the question. You spoiled it for spoiled everybody. It. Now, legends say that the Rougarou were once men that have been cursed. And there are three ways that you can get cursed into becoming a Rougarou angel. Okay. A Rougarou. Back. The three, is it like a bite? Is it getting uh, it up the butt from one and eating arugulas? Um, method number one is to be bitten by a Rougarou. Method number two is to be cursed by a witch or a voodoo practitioner. And method number three is if you fail to follow the rules of Lent 
for seven consecutive years, you may turn into a Rougarou. That's oddly specific. <laughs> it is believed that those who fail to practice Lent will be hunted down by another one that has already gotten the curse, and they will pass that curse on to you. As they should. Now, it is believed that this curse lasts only for 101 days, Stephen. You know what happens after 101 days? Um, no. You die. Damn. Oh, that sucks. So if you fail to pass on the curse, you die. Harsh. How do you pass it on, like, sexually? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> a, now, uh, Steven? It reminds me of the ring. Steven, I have a test for you. Go ahead. I need you to pay attention to my, my webcam. And I want you to count how many fingers I put up. Are you ready? Yep. All right. What'd you count? Count out loud. One. Mm-hmm. One. One. No, no. It's, it's like adding up. It's consecutive. <laughs> yeah. Two. All right. Three. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Ten. Eleven. So much tension. Twelve. Thirteen. All right, we have you've passed the test, Stephen. Why? Now it is believed that the Rougarou cannot count the thirteen. <laughs> Twelve is okay. So I know you are not a you are not a werewolf, though. At the very beginning, when you weren't able to count, I started to think you could very well be a Rougarou, especially with your shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a test. While in human form, they cannot count past the number twelve. And one may protect themselves by placing 13 small objects in front of your doors. So if you want to sleep safely at night, just put 13 pennies at your door. Anything that adds up to 13. Could be anything. Now, it is believed that the Rougarou also have the ability to shapeshift into other forms other than wolf-like creatures. And I have a couple more stories to tell tell you guys. Not, not as involved as Jeremy's. But one was a local uh, hunter I have a question. in Louisiana. Yes. Do yes, uh, yes, yes. do you know how to say werewolf in Spanish? No. Donde Pedro? Oh, where's Pedro? What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure I googled it. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, now now Ryan? Does do your other stories also involve the Rougarou, or are you moving on to a different critter? This is all about the Rougarou. Okay. 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 I do eventually have some questions, but please proceed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two, two short stories. One is of a local hunter, Chris, as you might relate. Now, one night, he was using a crossbow. Bad choice. And at night, he was hunting, and he shot an owl with an arrow. Saw it <laughs> sitting in a tree. so many problems. Okay. What the he's, hell? One, he's hunting at night, which you're not uh-huh. supposed to do. But even if you do, like, what are you trying to hunt for? Uh, two, you're using a crossbow, which does not take any effort. It's point and shoot. You would at least be using a bow and arrow. And then three, people don't hunt owls. That's not like, hey, I got my owl tag. Let's all let's all head down to the barn and see if we can find one. Like all the, all that's wrong. Well, I don't know if he was hunting owls specifically, but he shot an owl and he killed it. Okay, that also sounds uh, incredibly uh, hard to do. There's a reason that yeah, people it's, bird it's, hunt with shotguns. He's a skilled hunter. Saw it fall out of the tree, but because it was so dark. He decided to leave it till the morning, and the next day, he came back, went to the tree. You know what? You know what he found when he was trying to collect his trophy? 
Christopher? Nothing, because something ate it. That is incorrect. He found a human lying on the floor with an arrow in his chest. The Rougarou? Fourth, fourth <laughs> reason to not hunt with a crossbow <laughs> at night. <laughs> I think he fucked up. Yeah. He's all playing like, hey, it. was an owl the night before. Yeah, sure. yeah, of course. He's like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to find that one. I'm just going to leave it for the morning. Yeah, sure. We've all been there. Okay. okay. Well, my other story is more for the common man that doesn't, doesn't hunt animals for fun. This was someone just driving down a local highway. Middle of the night. You know, as, as, as we do sometimes. And they yeah, saw they a cow go in front of their car, and they smashed into the cow, Stephen. <laughs> their nice. car came to a screeching halt. <laughs> now, the man got out of his car to check what happened. He saw no cow, Stephen. You know what he saw? A man. A man. And this man just stood up and casually walked away. He moved away. But... <laughs> 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 so now that I've brought you, brought you three tales of the Rougarou, what what are our thoughts? I know you, I know you got questions, Christopher. Yeah. So so my first one is it's specifically to Louisiana. So I don't like the idea. A, so a a wolf, a werewolf, a big dog, things like that. I'm trying to think like habitat, like the abominable snowman. Where do you think he lives at? Oh, he lives in the snow. Right. That would make sense. Okay. The Loch Ness Monster. Where, it is, where does that one live? In the water, Loch right? Ness. Okay. Yeah. So why is a werewolf wandering through the swamp? Especially if you have Louisiana, you could, I mean, you got Arkansas, you got Alabama right around there, but instead he wants to travel through an area that has creeks everywhere. Um, he needs to be go- traveling through the water everywhere he goes. I mean, how is he going to be quiet? And then on top of that, like the... If you look at the main predators in a swamp or Louisiana in particular, it's like three. It's the alligator, it's the snake, and man, I don't even know what the other one would be. Disease, I guess. So I'm like, man, bingo. Yeah, you look at the normal predators, and they're all they all have something to do with living in the water. So why would a werewolf be there when he could be in Arkansas or some higher area where there's not as swampy and he can actually do his thing, like where real wolves used to hang out. Hmm. Valid, valid. I mean, there's like vaguely coyotes still in Louisiana. Well, but 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 I brought you stories of the Rougarou taking shape of things other than wolves, mm. adapting. Oh, some might say. Did not think one of in, that. In, in one instance, the Rougarou was an owl, and the other it was a cow, experimenting, adapting <laughs> for survival. Know how to it was, choose an animal. It was in the cow story. It was the cow. It was like you know what? I'm I'm gonna stand here and get hit by this, <laughs> by this station wagon to prove a point. <laughs> now what if i was to tell you that i saw a rougarou when i was in Nolens way back in the day so you were drunk i would be asking yeah, what bar what, you were at how would you know it's the rougarou i mean at the time i, I thought shape. it was just a, a big night bird you know we were in an uber and this giant bird flew inside in front of the car and i said oh look i'm the fucking night bird but now after researching rougarou i feel like i may have seen a rougarou in its animal form wow I also like night birds. It's my favorite species. Is it because you tattoo owls <laughs> on your chest and you stay up all night? Uh, yeah. So listen here, Ryan. Sorry, man. This is probably the weakest monster you've brought. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a big statement. I'm not going to be scared of something that takes the shape of a fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't for that fucking dude hitting it with the car, he would have never turned back into whatever... A man. He would have stayed a cow, a harmless cow. 
It was the last time someone got killed by a cow. Well, well you see, the cow, was probably, the cow was probably waiting for someone to come milk it. And as soon as it milked it, it was going to bite them and then transfer the curse. It's quite genius mm. of the Ruguru, I would say. So you now are confirming that the curse is transferred via bite. Yes, I said that earlier. Yeah, he said that was one of the three. That was, said, that, what you... that was number one, Stephen. No, I said, do you transfer it? Oh, was that noise? Said, Maybe. <laughs> the Ruguru. I don't know. You're hearing things, Ryan. I want to count the 13 for us, bud. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. Okay. Now, no one, you, no you, one dare challenge me to counting the 13. You know, Stephen, I, I do want to attack one of your statements here that you're like, man, no one should be terrified of a cow. I'll have you know there is a list called Top Not 10 Deadliest Animals in America. And do you know where cows are at on that list? Doesn't matter. Number four, baby. What? Most four? deadliest animal is deer because people are driving their motorcycle or their car and the deer comes through the window and attacks them. Um, <laughs> number number two is hornet, bees, wasp because the whole like fuck around, find out meter gets a little too big. Number three is dogs <laughs> and then livestock is after that. And cows are very Livestock common. could be anything though, right? Mm, no, I don't think so. They have, the, the, the livestock, it has a picture of a cow on it. So I guess because that's what a cow's real name is. I don't know if it's a like, a, like it must be incidental, like a stampede or like they all get spooked. And no, it's the freaking, it's them, them kicking you. Like, uh, like my, it's actually my grandmother. She, they, they, they lived on a farm and one of the cows stepped on her foot and just crushed it. And she ended up fighting infection in that foot for a very, very long time. And then the other one is... I heard a cow kick is uh, the also called a Midwest abortion. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That'll do the trick. But I've seen some of these guys get kicked by cows and it's like break ribs. I mean, if you take one to the head or chest, I, it would probably do you in. Let alone if one gets mad at you and wants to charge you. I never. I used to think don't walk behind li- livestock or horses or whatever. Yes. But then I saw a fucking video of a horse kicking sideways. Now I'm just like fuck horses, dude. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fucker kick sideways. You telling me this isn't terrifying, Steve? I said it's your weakest monster demon thing to date. No, it's cropped. I, I like. I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like it. Although this is like a good movie, though, right? Like they could make like a really good movie about this that, entity. That picture looks like you took a selfie. You were laying in bed with the lights yeah. off, <laughs> <laughs> covers over your face. So let me ask you this, Ryan. Right. What what made you? What was the the straw that broke the camel's back? Kind of like, okay, I'm more convinced that I saw uh, a rutabaga. The Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, there, there's the just something in my hearts of hearts because this night bird that I saw in Nolens was very big, and to this day I, I've never seen a night bird be so big. Wow! And it was just so random. It was in the middle of like a suburban area, place where there's not really any birds, and I don't know. I feel like I, I've witnessed something special. I didn't think anything of it ten years ago, but today I, I believe in my hearts of hearts that I have seen and escaped the curse of the Rougarou. Hmm. Okay. How much of this story is just you happy saying the word root? <laughs> Lots. But you know what, Stephen? A challenge accepted. You've you've challenged the spookiness of this week's tale. The next time you hear from me, I'm going to scare you. I'm going to make you cross your legs and squeeze them real tight because <laughs> you're going to shit your fucking pants. Oh, shit. <laughs> You know, so, so Ryan, when I first Googled the Rougarou, I actually came across this creature that looks like a cross between a werewolf and an alligator. 
And uh, and I was really confused seeing that. And now I see it's because you're saying that uh, it can take on anything. But they're calling it Louisiana's Bigfoot of the Swamp. Yeah, baby. Look at that beastie. Yeah. You're telling me that's not scary, Steven? It's got fucking <laughs> spikes coming out of its thighs. <laughs> Cajun, Le- <laughs> Cajun legend says the beast hunts down Catholics who don't follow rules of Lent. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ! So all the all the Protestant out there, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, Just you're Catholics shit. is who he's focusing I on. I like how on the left hand side it says family fun. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I challenge Ryan. Mm-hmm. Fortnite. I challenge you to a spook spook off. Oh. You bring your spookiest tale, and I'll bring my spookiest tale to the next podcast. Oh, fuck we'll yeah, let's do it. it let's like this shit. We'll let, we'll let all of our listeners decide which tale is more creepy. That's going to be yeah. a good one. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Time for a spook fest, baby. <laughs> so, so I was watching... Just in time for Halloween. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was watching this TikTok video. Um, since deer season was upon us and actually just ended, I've been getting a lot of uh, deer hunting and other hunting videos coming through my TikTok feed. And I saw one where this guy had this fantastic idea. He's out in the woods and he is putting his hands together and he's able to do an amazing like wolf howl with like lots of different inflections and adjustments and like go and then like the little yip 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 at the, at the end. Yeah, he was crushing it. So he put a he did a really good one. Then he like pause, just kind of look around his buddy's filming it. And then he does another one. And after he's done with another one, I kid you not, it sounded like like 50 coyotes all in unison started yipping and carrying on and getting buck wild. And the guy like stands up real quick and he looks around and he starts seeing coyotes running back and forth through the perimeter. And then the video cuts off. Mm, crazy. Rougarou. The Rougarou, baby. Well, that's all I got to say about the Rougarou. Oh, very good. Thank you so much, Ryan, cool. for you want to spin your fucking wheel for your, uh, for your Rougarou. All right. Rougarou. Rougarou. <laughs> See which cowboy is next. That's all I kept thinking about. Was Shaggy and uh, Scooby Doo. I was like, I was like, is, is is Ryan trying to say Ruger? Like he's buying a hand? Oh, oh boy! Steven. You guys are, are treated to a double whammy of oh. Ryan Steven episode. Yeah, oh, baby. Oh man, this is gonna get a lot of hits. That's this this. Is gonna be a top-rated <laughs> episode. Dude, it's gonna be over Winners. the porn episode. Yeah, Steven. <laughs> Steven, what'd you bring for the Konopians today? Oh, God. Let me load this up here, guys. It's special. Special one. What was your friend's... What was that delinquent that you talked about last time, your friend? Johnny? Oh, Jeff. Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> delinquent. Did, wait, wait, wait. Steven, right. did Jeff suggest shaving your head so you can be more like him? He He had really long hair, actually back when i knew him and then i know he shaved it off eventually but when he was a piece of shit it was long hair (laughs) and he was this like six foot eight guy that was probably he probably weighed like 140 he was skinny like just a skeleton with long hair and just total piece of shit anyways hung out with a bunch of kids fucking creep yeah i forgot he was older (laughs) yeah he was older yeah. Anyways, okay. So I think it's time. I think it's time. There's a, there's an update here. Um, this uh, segment is uh, the Grand Mafia Part Three. Oh. Title subtitle 
game over. Uh oh. Oh man. Uh oh. <laughs> all right, guys. To recap, for all those new listeners that we're going to get off this episode, and all the ones that probably have forgotten, uh, about a year ago, I downloaded a mobile game called The Grand Mafia. I did this because a golf game I was playing would offer rewards if I played the Mafia game. The more I did in the Mafia game, the more I would unlock in the golf game. So the story goes. I started playing that Mafia game, laughing at how dumb the game was and how anyone who played it was stupid. I considered it an insult to video games. I laughed along, unlocking meaningless characters and building up a pointless mansion. I uh, made fun of all the losers who were dumb enough to devote time and tons of money to this game. I chugged along doing what I needed to do to unlock rewards. I did whatever needed to be done. This game was a big massively played online game by lots of people you played it with thousands upon thousands of people social climbing was a necessity a major part of becoming successful in the game so as you guys remember i used my amazingly good looks and irresistible charm to develop an in-game relationship with a trans woman and her partner i used this relationship to get my character into a powerful faction that i had no business being in the rewards were starting to pile up and fall into my lap and i was happily unlocking golf club after golf club back in the golf game. But then to quote my, uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Bo Burnham, uh, the funniest thing happened. You fell in love. <laughs> that golf game, <laughs> that golf, that golf game started to collect dust. My time on this stupid, silly little mafia game started to increase. Ah, what's the harm in a little microtransaction here, Ryan? What's a night spent battling other players there? Not a penny spent, that's what I say. Yeah, it happened without me even realizing what was going on. I had become addicted to this mafia game. Months passed by and my status in the game soared. The thruple demanded I break away from the powerful faction and follow them to another city. I... Not so politely refused. The power surged through my veins, Ryan. I wanted to climb higher and be more powerful than anyone else. I couldn't do it without with those uh, disgusting... Uh, I shouldn't say what... It <laughs> <laughs> what? They're going to listen to the podcast someday. Uh, I could not get powerful following those disgusting misfits to another city. Before you say I'm like a bad person, their faction was entitled Misfits. So fuck off. <laughs> I, partnered, <laughs> I partnered myself with the people that were more powerful than them. And then we joined an even more so powerful a traitor. group of people. Mm. I did. Zero I honor. I, no honor. Just climbing that ladder of power. It was power hungry, Ryan. I was power tripping and ignoring the golf game. I was chosen to lead armies, brought into a small council of players responsible for making executive decisions for the city. I conquered. I lost. I conquered again. I opened my wallet a bit more than I was comfortable with. like the Peter Dinklage of this game. <laughs> Power doesn't come for free, Ryan. I never thought twice about it. I mean, there were players spending small fortunes on this game. Accounts worth millions. People spending $1,000 a week was just normal. I was a small fish with big sharky friends. 
but as time went on, I became more comfortable. What was it? What was going on here? Yeah, yeah. I became more comfortable with the time that I uh, was required to achieve what I really wanted. I became numb to all the micro and macro transactions. And I feel like time was passing by faster than ever. I woke up, I played, I worked, I played, I stayed up late, I played. It fully consumed me. Who the fuck is the idiot now? <laughs> well, not me, Ryan. Not me. <laughs> How much money did you Regardless, spend? How much money did you spend? I want to know. Spend, I want to know. Regardless of what uh, Mel says every day, I am not the idiot. I'm well respected. <laughs> did you have to sell your hair to make the mortgage? Oh, shit. I'm not talking about that, Ryan. No. Um, so, so, yeah, before I keep going with this, I a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, uh, I, then I, I started adding up the uh, microtransactions over the course of a year, and okay. I wasn't very happy with that number, Ryan. You were not very happy. Ooh. I was not very happy oh, with that number, oh Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but I ignored it, and I pushed through. You do not get to be at the top <laughs> by being a pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs, right? Yeah, right? Uh, so it all came crumbling down. Um Last week, after we had this like big city battle where we battled another city that was equal strength with us, it took everything. I spent every last resource in the game that I had. We ended up winning, but it cost me and our faction everything. And I stared at the screen, looking at the repair bills to everything that I had damaged and used. And that crushing reality set in. And I was just suddenly seeing everything for the way it was. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, fuck this game. It needs to go. I saw in that moment, like how much it had consumed me and how much time I was spending on it. And I was just like sick to my stomach. And, uh, yeah, it had, it had beat me. That game had beat me. And, uh, but in that moment of clarity, I, uh, clicked out of the game, long pressed on the icon and I uninstalled it. And then I messaged, just really quickly did it. I changed the email connected to the account Ooh. to a generic a generic email, and I sent off the login details to my faction leader person. I said, give this account to somebody who's going to use it. I'm out. Wow. And wow. I dipped. Did you and disconnect your credit card? Uh, the credit card has been frozen by the bank, I think, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. So I taken the steps to it, but uh, yeah. So that was quite the experience, and not what I was. Like. I mean, maybe I think in the back of my head going into it, I was like, I'm gonna be the idiot that actually gets addicted to this game, and it's gonna it's gonna beat me because these games are designed so well to um, prey on those those things that you have inside you, like the competition. Like you want to be better than other people. They prey on the like. Uh, click this button and you get the money sound and you click this button, you get a cha-ching, cha-ching, you know, you like always feel like you're getting this like rush of endorphins off everything you're doing in that game. And then there was this like really cool social aspect where you're doing this with hundreds of other people that you're talking to and getting to know. And it's like, you feel normal in that world, spending money on a game or doing whatever, spending all your time to do like stupid battles and shit. Like you feel so normal doing it because you're surrounded by people who are also doing it. So like, it was just a crazy addictive experience for me. And I feel like the only other thing I can compare it to was smoking cigarettes and 
uh, playing World of Warcraft. Those are the only other two things that I've ever felt in my life that were that addicting uh, as this experience. And so in the style of Angel, tonight, I think we talk about addiction. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Mm. It's a word. It's a word, addiction. How does it affect you? Uh, Do you guys have any of these kind of experiences in your life? Video games or not video games or whatever. Have you ever felt so obsessed with something or addicted to something and had to pull yourself away from it? Do you think you can have good and bad addictions? Or do you think by the time you call it an addiction, it's a bad thing? I think by the time it's an addiction, it has a negative connotation. Because everybody I talked to in the game, because I, I kind of had like these feelings creeping up on me. And I think I would like talk to people sometimes like, yo, like, I don't know, man, this game is kind of like, and they're like, no, you just got to like compartmentalize it. You just got to like, you know, take some time off and do this. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's all or nothing. <laughs> like, I need to like play it and be good at it. And like, I can't just like not spend the five bucks or I can't not just spend the 10 bucks or whatever it is that week or that day that they're asking you to pay. Like, I need to get those items. I need to be better. I need to be prepared for a battle like this and this and that. Like, I can't just casually do this. Got You so. got to be all in on something, right? Did That's how I get with gaming. Yeah. 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 Did, uh, when, when did you start Mafia Wars? And when did you ha- when did you delete? So I had a consecutive login going in the game that was 320 days consecutive login. You, you get bonuses uh, for doing that. You do, but th- I don't think that's when I started because I that was when I started that the the good faction that I got in the good faction is 320 days. So I would say add like 40 days to that. So I said about a year. Like I think I probably downloaded it around this time last year. And played it. Did it? Uh, uh, I'm assuming, like with most addictions in life, I feel like they start fairly small and then they just continue to grow and grow. Do you feel like this one did the very same thing? Very innocent and small, very big. Yeah, like that's how I felt with this. It was very small and innocent because at first I wasn't really playing it to play this game. Like I wasn't attracted to this game. I didn't want to do it. Like I've seen Clash of Clans, similar type games that are like, oh, hey, play this Walking Dead game or hey, play this Game of Thrones game. And you get into it and you're just like, dude, I, it's just like a money grab. Like, I don't see how that could be appealing. You just get a little city and you slowly start building buildings in it and you use like some currency to speed it up or this and this and that. And it's just like, it looks like shit. Like where's the actual game? You know, like, so I didn't really even pursue this game. So it started off little and little by little as I met people and started doing more things in the game, like it took hold. Do do you feel like it impacted your sleep or big time i would say i would like to hear about the sleep one and i would like to hear about do you do you think it ate up a lot of time at work because i feel like when i was playing uh clash of clans it was a lot of like oh i got a few minutes at work let me just knock this out real quick yeah so like i think a, a thing for me moving forward is i think i might just avoid all mobile games because your access to your mobile phone is uh it's always there you always have your phone so you're on a lunch break you're in the bathroom you're at like you know whatever you're at a stoplight, you know, you're wherever you might go on your phone when you're maybe you're not even supposed to be on your phone work, you know, and it's just too accessible. I feel like if you're only gaming on your console or your PC, you will set aside time for it and it's not going to become something that will take over like your schedule. Because it then has a time and place versus being available everywhere. Yeah, it's scary to have a game that you're into, like be available everywhere. I don't like it. I feel like I've, I've so how much that. how much did you spend, Stephen? I, I really yes. need to know the number. I will talk to you guys that privately. <laughs> <laughs> I will not disclose that on here. Do you, do you need a loan? No, no. I never like I, it was never like above my means, but 
it was something I was uncomfortable with because Ryan would know this and all you guys would know. You guys grew up as gamers. Like, you bought the game and you played it. There was never fucking more money to spend unless they released a big expansion or a, a sequel to the game. So this new age where every game is doing it now, it's not just this stupid game. They want to charge you for either cosmetic or like perform, like, you know, pay to win kind of stuff. And it's just a plague. And so like, I've never really been in a situation where I'm constantly being asked to spend five bucks or whatever it is, you know? And yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, they're all live service now. Thanks to the Fortnite, that piece of shit. What game do you think actually started the microtransaction trend? Candy Crush. Uh, Candy Crush? Yeah, all the was phone ones started it. Like when the iPhone the first came out, like every single app was free, but you could like buy something within it. And then they had like a few stupid like I remember there was one app on when the iPhone first came out where it was literally like a diamond. And you'd open it up yeah. and it was a diamond. And it was just like a static screen of a diamond. But they charged different prices based on the color. And there was like one that was like the platinum diamond. And it was literally like a couple thousand dollars. And it had purchases on the app store. Like you could see like people bought it. I remember that like the I'm a rich app yeah, or something like that. It was just stupid. <laughs> people bought it. And it all it did. But there are exist. people out there with a ton of exposable, disposable income. There is people out there like that that could play a game like this. And they don't care that they're spending $1,000 a week. That's nothing. Yeah. You know, to their lifestyle, but um, I don't. I thought that they had gone through a. a there's legislation where like they, they couldn't uh, have like random loot, like a, a crate or something that you could open up. No, they can still and it do have it, random but loot. They, they have to display the odds and fine print, just like if you're buying a scratcher or something, because they're pretty. Much I don't think that like they. Gambling. Yeah, they. This game specifically did not have any of that, but it's also like. Uh, produced by Yoda Games, which I think is like a not even American yeah. company, so I don't know if they have to follow this. It probably doesn't rules. apply to like that, like the Android store or whatnot, because it's a Wild West over there. But I know that was a big deal with um, Overwatch; got a lot of heat for it. Yeah, and they, oh, they yeah. added it there. I, I uh, found it. Counter Strike Two was a big one. Found the what? first microtransaction sold by a major publisher was in 2006 when Bethesda sold horse armor oh, and yeah. Elder Scrolls like for Oblivion for $2.50. Wow. It was made as an experiment to test the market's reaction to DLC. Most players reacted negatively, claiming two fifty dollars for an in-game cosmetic was far too much. Wow, people will spend $5,000 on a cosmetic nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like if you released a skin for a thing and it could charge $5,000 on a popular game, there will be many purchases of it just because some people have, it's just like the people that go to clubs. Now I see all this shit on TikTok. They go to clubs and they order bottle service just to pour it on the floor mm. just to show people okay. like, I don't give a fuck about I mean, this. Bottle money. service like, has always kind of been like, it's a, it's like Showy. ordering fajitas at the Mexican restaurant. It's all That's show. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bottles, yeah. I don't know. I can't believe that. He probably had so much flack for releasing a $2 skin. Back then, $2 for anything cosmetic would be like mm-hmm. disgusting. But like, even though they got like so much flack for it, they probably still sold like tens of thousands of them. And it yeah. just showed them they could. Yeah. 
Well, I think microtransactions might have existed indirectly before that with uh, like uh, third party like auction houses and stuff for games like Diablo 2 that you could buy items off of people on a different website. Yeah. And like, then the game started to try to claim that for themselves. Yeah, of course, because they saw people would do it. So it's like, okay, why why are we not getting a piece of the pie now? And they yeah. slowly did Buying it. Now gold. it's commonplace and people don't think twice. I've never bought a cosmetic in a video game. Well, I never that's, will. That's, well, I mean, yeah, out. you're very like strict. I never spent like money on a game. Like I would play Candy Crush and buy like a four dollar pack, right? And be like, "Oh fuck, dude, that I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have bought that." <laughs> you know, or something like, you know, like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a regret. And then like now, like this with this gaming experience, it was like, "Oh, five bucks, that's cheap," you know. And you bought it, you know. <laughs> didn't get five bucks. Didn't get you very far in that game. Like, but I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't regret too much about it all. I mean, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Like there was a lot of fun gameplay. Like once you got really deep into it, that I didn't expect. And but yeah, that's just how that goes. But wasn't a situation where you would say you would direct your guy to hey march over to that city and attack, and then it would be a wait game, right? Like you wouldn't actively be steering a person, right? Well, yeah. So they had certain sort of situations where you're battling live other people, and it was like, uh. They would, you would send troops. Yeah, you would be sending troops. They'd walk over to it, but it was all pretty fast action. So, like, you would be like, you'd like send a recon or you'd send something to scout out what kind of troops he has, and you're trying to send a counter, and then they're just trying to counter your counter. And, like, and it's all stat based. So, like, you're, you send 300,000 of your troops. It's rock, paper, scissory kind of counter system. And then you had stats based off of your gear and shit, all pay to win, of course. So, you wouldn't, and they would show you how much power the guy has. So you'd be like, ah, I'm not going to fuck with that guy because he has like so much power. Like, even if I counter him, he's still going to beat me. So there was some of that. I mean, I guess there was some, there was some good combat systems there. But when, when would you say was the latest at night that you were playing this game? Were you like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning? Did you catch yourself playing it? So I would play it like as I was going to bed and sometimes it would push it. But what I found myself more would, I'd be waking up at weird hours just with it on my mind. Like, Oh shit, I need to fucking do this. Mm. Like I need to refresh. Like where I'd be like in a competition where like, you're trying to like, you know, attack the most buildings or whatever. And like you out of sleep, but like when you go to sleep, you're not <laughs> generating any more points anymore. So like three in the morning, you'd wake up feeling like, Oh shit, I need to do something. Like, and I would hop on the game and like send out more shit to be attacking and then go back to bed. So I'd be like having this weird broken sleep and just, you know, I don't know. There's just, yeah, I was fucking up my sleep a lot. Intrusive into my dreams and stuff too. You'd dream that like you forgot to set your defenses before you went to bed and someone's attacking you. You you were truly addicted to this thing. Yeah. (laughs) I got, yeah, I went very deep down that rabbit hole. And no, yeah, like Mel was getting pissed. Like, oh, you're always on that fucking, on the game and all the shit. Like, you know, I knew it was causing a lot of problems. And I, yeah, like your, your life blurs past you because you're like, your nose is in this game all the time. And you're just ignoring everything around you. And I noticed a few so, of those times. I was like, yeah, I got to go. When, when, I, when I would yeah. see you periodically, I'd be like, oh, M- Mafia Wars. Or I would see you turn, turn the phone or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, there's that going on right now. <laughs> he's, he's hiding. Yeah. It, yeah. It was too many of those comments started popping up. And the, the, the funny part is like when you're really into it, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to still keep playing. Mm-hmm. Like, you see some friends who maybe might, might be into the sports a little bit, you know? And it's like, 
and I'm guilty of that too on football Sunday. It's like, dude, when that shit's going on, you're like, oh man, it's it's on the phone. You're like, I can't break away. I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to watch it. I don't give a fuck. Do do uh, but, you know? Speak, speaking of football, this another question I had was, uh, do you ever feel like you've had a gambling problem, or do you think you have properly I, managed your gambling? I'm better with gambling than I am with like uh, video games. <laughs> like gambling i'm just like man i suck at this i'm stopping like i'm not winning shit <laughs> like, just stop you know like in uh if, if there's all the all the coin out there uh if you guys use sleeper for your fantasy football sleeper app which it started as just a fantastic fantasy football app that had inf- it got news faster than anything else it was more customizable than anything else it was it was a great new app to espn and yahoo but now They've blended it where the same app has a betting feature. You can pick players and be like, are they going to be a, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Herbert, is he going to be above or below 200 yards? And you could put five bucks here, 10 bucks here, you you string a few of those. You can bet actual money within the the sleeper app? Yes. Yeah, you can bet, you can bet people's stats and what they might do during the game and you have to parlay it dude talk to to your brother man it's not that fun because you have to parlay it so you're creating really hard bets for yourself and it's you can bet small money on it whatever for fun but i haven't even i came one bet away from winning a thousand but it was like you don't win i haven't won won a little i even bet conservative bets i don't win so i'm done with the running joke so in our in our ass fantasy football league we have an ass chat where we're all shoot you show our bets sometimes we're like oh i like steven's bet i'm gonna copy his and jump in on it like i i jumped in uh with another guy in there one time and we almost won it we were one guy away it was like a five person bet so it's gonna win us maybe like a 100 bucks or something it wasn't crazy um but it's so easy to do and on top of that, you can do it without other of your teammates knowing. Like we have another teammate that he's like, oh, I've been losing a lot recently. I said, dude, you haven't posted one bet. You know what? You need to start posting your bets so I can call you out when it becomes a problem. Because if you're secretly betting hundreds of dollars every week, then, you know, that's an yeah. issue. I mean, I, I definitely see some people who have like a pure addiction to gambling. And I can recognize that. I know that's not me. Um, but I am fully aware that I'm, I get addicted to like certain video games. Like I was fully addicted to world of Warcraft, like fully, like that was my, I basically lived in that universe. Mm-hmm. Like I was on my computer all day long. Like my mom would be like, you need to leave the house. Like you've been in the room for three days straight, like just playing world of yeah. Warcraft, <laughs> Like if, you know, like certain other games, I would say maybe like Diablo and league of legends might've pulled me in pretty good, but not the same. Not as much. You know, I have a. I, I was thinking about that on addiction. Is I'm I'm a firm believer that every every person has their one thing in life that is their downfall. It's their thorn in the side. It's the thing that they keep tripping up on, or it's the thing they get addicted to. And I feel like I've come across people like that. Like let's say you know the you have a lot of friends who who have no problem drinking alcohol, but then every once in a while you come across a, a guy that's like, oh that guy that guy just he can't handle it, he can't say no. Yeah. Or you have the other guy that's um you know it could even be like a work a work addiction or it can be um I don't know uh so, something else that could be like detrimental in life. So what what I tell people is identify what your thing is. Like I know what mine is. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but I I know what it is. So I keep an eye on that. And anytime I get something that's nearby, I try to tread more lightly. And I feel like it's been very helpful in addressing that. You said that's you, you have you have something that yeah, you like that with. Yeah, you just, okay, it, exactly. It's, it's private. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's it's one that I look at that I was, it's heroin. Yeah. <laughs> 
speculate wildly. <laughs> I, told, I told you that in comedy. It's actually meth. Meth is what is byproduct in Yucca Valley. So too much Breaking Bad. Yeah, but it's it's funny because it can start as something. Like I mean, let's let let's let's take this uh, gaming example. Let's say if Steven's thing was spending money or time on a game, you're like, hey, little increments, not a big deal. Over the course of the year, it sounds like he was raking up a lot of money. But let's say you get to the point where I mean, let's say Steven spent like. $80,000 last year, right? On this game, I would be like, dude, that's a problem. Like, you know, your, your life could start falling apart, like your spouse, your kids, your, you could get into legal trouble, things like that. So it, it can start as something small, but you want to keep it small. So it doesn't turn into something big. Yeah. I like how Chris is breaking point. Like, yeah, if you spent like 80,000, $10,000 on this game, I'd be fucking looking for a new wife and house. Bro. Gotcha. Okay. So you spent about 8,000 then. Is that, where is yeah. that? Get close. You know, a lot of it can build up over a year. I mean, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. 365 days a year mm-hmm. if you spent mm-hmm. two bucks a day on it, 700 bucks. If you spent five bucks a day on it, yeah. 1500 So, yeah, it builds up. I, I try to talk to my wife about that. Like, when we go to Vegas, they'd be like, hey, let's talk about what each of us think is cool to lose gambling, like what our own limits would be. So, and I and I remember she said, like, I don't know, like 800 bucks. I was like, 800 bucks? Like, I was going to stop at like 300 um, yeah, girl. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, always, I always think I always think if I lose over a paycheck, that's when it yeah. hurts. Like in my experience, that's, that's just by like mm-hmm. that's but that's just empirical data, right? Like, is that what it, empirical data means? Where you like have tested it? <laughs> you just like let's go. I don't know. Whatever. It's just like the trial and error method of like what feels awful to lose, and I feel like a paycheck. You can just rationalize it. Like, okay, on Friday it's gonna you know, one week of pay, right? One week of pay, you're like, well, on Friday, like we can just get it back and it would just pretend it never happened. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> so I, I've kind of kept that metric as I go to Vegas, as I get older, it's like, all right. So like, I feel like, I don't know, what is your guys, I don't even know if it's paid because you get paid more nowadays, but I feel like if I lost just gambling more than a grand, I would, I would not be happy. Yeah. Like I usually bring a thousand dollars cash with me to Vegas for everything. And if I leave without it, I'm just like, that sucks, but life will move on. It's not going to ruin anything. But yeah, my, some people are like, no, dude, I don't spend anything on gambling. Mine's like, I bring 300 bucks and that's it. Never yeah. go to the ATM. Just bring 300 cash. Yeah. And usually yeah. if I get up like 150 bucks, if I'm up, I'll just take it, walk away. And I'm like, all right, that, that, that's good. I'm done. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, mine's about like 400, I would say. Bring bring that and just be like, hey, I'm okay if I lose this. It sucks, but it is what it is. But this one this one last time I went to Vegas, I think I lost 800, $800 or $900 all in like a day on yeah. sports betting. And I was like sick to my stomach. It was terrible. I like still. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were all in that same boat. And like, I honestly couldn't leave fast enough. I was just yeah. like, nothing, everything I touched would just turn to shit. And then finally, it was like blackout drunk at the end of the day. And I was just like, <laughs> I'd win some money and then just like immediately go for like the moon, like, like shoot for the stars, right? Like, I'd be like, oh, I won 200 bucks. Let's double down. It's like, nope, it's gone. <laughs> you have to leave your debit card at home. When you go to Vegas, yeah, I, there you go. I on, honestly think that's a good idea. I think we hit the ATM at some point I, because we're all exchanging cash. And we're like, I don't have more cash. Yeah, <laughs> I, I brought a bunch of cash, and then I was uh, the guys were Venmoing me a little bit of cash because I had a bunch on me, so I was trading it out. And then all my cash was gone, so I went to the ATM, and my ATM <laughs> cut, cut me off. <clears throat> yeah, 
Your ATM was doing you a solid, like, bro, yeah. you don't need that. Just You're like, yes, I do. Away. I need that. You don't tell me what I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that Vegas trip was especially hurtful. Like, every sports bet we did was like, a sure thing we're like this is a sure thing dude, dude. and it would be like the complete opposite mm-hmm. it would be like this team's gonna win for sure and then they get blown the fuck yeah. out <laughs> like what it was so it bad like made me question my football knowledge which i pride myself on there's no <laughs> such thing as a th- sure thing fuck at least keep it close if i was to say uh, for gambling since we all say how much we bring i bring 40 dollars only because i know and i don't even play table games honestly that's not my thing. I know the odds are the favor of the house. It's just uh, it, it it doesn't do it for me. But in terms of addiction, there is something, and I will share because honestly, Stephen, it's really hard to confront that and put it out there. And I admire you for doing that, and thank you for sharing. And uh, one for me that I didn't realize until a couple of years ago, actually since last year, is more subtle and it's really common and it annoys me. It's food. So like I'm addicted to oh. like food and. Yeah, it's it's a goddamn. That's the really crazy. I I forgot about that because I do honestly think I'm also addicted to food because it like you know eating for pleasure. I would say, yeah. yeah, you know, not eating because you need to, but eating for pleasure and not being able to make better decisions when you're like, I know I need to make better decisions. Yeah, you know, like maybe you put on some weight and you're like, shit, I need to drop some weight. But like the next morning you wake up and you fucking stuff your face and you're like, I just told myself I didn't want to fucking do this because I want to lose some fucking weight. And here I am doing it. I have no fucking control. You know, and food's a big time addiction. Yeah, That's the sc- scariest one because you need to eat. Exactly. So. That's, that's that fine line. And it's, I, I found that it's when I experience high uh, anxiety that it's like, okay, I just need this to get through it. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's other things. Stress yeah, eating. Stress eating. That's, that's it. And it just becomes, becomes yeah. an addiction and it's, it's really annoying. <sighs> So. Yeah, that one's relevant uh, to my life. I had another question on that. Uh, do you, yeah. do you, uh, actually Stephen kind of touched on that? But I was gonna say, when you were younger, like, uh, well, I was gonna say, when when you were younger, do you feel like you were addicted to video games? And I know Stephen talked about his Warcraft. Well, how how old or what grade were you in when the Warcraft addiction was going? I think I was introduced to World of Warcraft. It wasn't my first like major gaming experience, but World of Warcraft started around. 17 16 17 so 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 my more pointed question was before 16 17 do you feel like you had a gaming addiction or or anything like that i've always been yeah very but do do you think it's been a a unhealthy or it's an okay one do you feel like you kept it balanced i i don't know because at that age of like when you're a kid i mean like all you do want to do is have fun and like i would go out we would skateboard we'd ride bikes whatever but it was always like we always wanted to fucking play video games with our friends mm-hmm. so i don't know like i mean it just felt like that's what you did with friends i don't know if that was addiction probably my I, probably addicted when i look back I, I feel like mine i think was borderline addiction it was a lot of like yeah. i had friends come by like hey man why don't you come outside and let's play and i'd be like oh no i'm actually playing video games right now and looking yeah. back at it, I was like, you know, I probably should have throttled that more. I think I lost a little bit of focus there. And what brought it to life is I went and picked up my oldest son. He's five from daycare and he was playing with monster trucks and all the other kids in his age group were on their iPad or paint playing a Wii. And he also went to a kid's birthday party where everyone was playing video games. And the one kid whose birthday was, was really good. And I was like, oh, he must play a lot. And I started thinking about it. Wait, was I remember I was very addicted to video games when I was a kid. When, <laughs> when, when should you start introducing your kids to video games? And if you do introduce them, should you throttle it back? 
You know, would you would you do less than you did as a kid? Yeah. I don't know. You can't, you know, have that perspective when you're a kid. But yeah, I think you miss out on a lot. It's definitely something I'm going to help Madison with as she gets older. It's like you need balance, whether you like it or not. You need to go out and do different things. Like I already, I mean, you see what your kids focused on, right? And you see that they're starting to get into certain things. Like Maddie's always like, well, can I do this and get a treat? Like she's very food oriented. So like I can already tell like, oh, like can I, be a good girl and I get a treat dessert all these things like just focus on food right and then just focus on tablet and playing your little games so trying to balance all that out as a parent you know I, I was talking this over with my wife and the realization we came to is I think we were roughly the first generation to have more mainstream video games right like all of our video games started late NES early Super Nintendo. I think that's kind of when it started, but then, you know, the Sega came online and Super Nintendo got going. Then you had the N64 that was really party oriented. And then from there, it's just video games have always been there. Like I'm even thinking some of our older relatives or definitely our parents, like they had Atari off and on. So no one really knew how to manage this phenomenon. And I think we're the first generation that got through it. So I think we need to figure out how we want to monitor it going forward. Yeah. Well, and it cost quarters every time you went back in the day. Mm-hmm. Difference is our parents dealt with us being like so into video games. Now we were into video games and now no, it's yeah. Poor parents. Well, the crazy <laughs> thing is now that's like with the tablets, like we didn't have shit like that when we were kids. You had to figure out ways to entertain yourself while you were there, whether it was a coloring book or, you know, reading a book or interacting with what's around you. You didn't have these portals into infinite entertainment on youtube Mm -hmm. or the app store with infinite entertainment so it's very dangerous now it is like i said i'm not fucking with mobile games no more i don't care i don't need it (laughs) i'll fucking play all the time i I think the tablet is turning my kids into being like instant gratification like i like i swear when they want entertainment uh, like I'll put something on my, and my kids happen to like YouTube shows. Like there's certain the monster trucks and stuff, but he'll play one. He'll be like, Hey, Hey dad, hit the skip button for me. Hey dad, rewind that. Hey, pause that. Hey, it's not working. The little thing's spinning. And, and it's just so like instant, instant, like, Hey, come on, dad, I need this fixed right now. And I'm like, you know what? Back in your day, back, back in my day, you know, you would have, you'd had this thing called commercials. Like there were five, oh. 10 minutes long and they had to put up with. Oh my God. Maddie loves commercials because she doesn't get to see them. We don't have like regular cable TV. And then we put on like a football game or something on the TV and a commercials will come and she's like glued to them. Serious? She's like, what are these? What is this? That's awesome. Yeah. Like she's, and now it's Christmas. So what do you think's getting shown uh, on commercials? It's like the toys and shit. She's like, that's a toy. I can get that toy. I'm like, you don't see toy commercials i just realized mm-hmm. that you don't see all the toy commercials and fast food commercials and shit that we grew up with like that's we it was a weird perspective but that's crazy oh, one yeah. of the go ahead angel no i was gonna say i i'm i was the only game i was addicted to when i was a kid was Star Fox 64 that was a good one and that's it uh, after that i had to kick it because uh it was too much. It's only like a 20 minute uh, game. Andrew. It is, but you can always beat your score. Okay, dude. And then when you play multiplayer, all right, you're in the same map, but it's like the controls were so crisp, dude. It was so good. And then all the lines were great. And then there were alternate hidden routes that you could take, right? You can go to the, the hidden planets and uh, I like the asteroids. Yeah. I, I know what you liked about Star Fox 64, Angel. Oh, let's hear it. You remember the Rumble Pack? 
Shut the up. First dude. game with the <laughs> Rumble that game Pack. Came bundled with the Rumble Pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, and baby. that thing was, you put it on the ground, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate to how it sounded. Oh my god, <laughs> Ryan! What, what, Ryan, what was the? Are you always like a uh, ADD gamer, or what was the first game you remember like being really consumed no, with, I, or just like really into? I was an ADD gamer originally because it's like when we were kids, you got one game because they were expensive as mm-hmm. shit. Like if you Word. see like the the Toys R Us ads from back in the day, like video games were like bucks, 70, 80. Some of them like were like over a hundred dollars. For one. I know. And that money was like way more back then, right? Because of inflation and all that shit. So you only got like two, maybe three a year if you're lucky. And then you can go rent them, right? But it was like you had what you had or you, you dealt with it. But I think I became ADD gamer once I had a PC and I discovered emulation. And you're like, whoa, I can download every Super Nintendo game ever made. Like once you figure that out, it's just like <laughs> you're just bouncing everywhere. Oh, what a what a gift the PC is. Yeah, but I've always been, I've always been like single player. You know, go through that content, then move on to another one, versus just get really good at a multiplayer game and just focus on that. So I've I've always been like that ever since PC introduced me to emulation. The uh, a, a small I would say a small addiction that I've had is I put timers on my phone for uh, TikTok and Reddit. And I realize it's because uh, if I have random downtime, I'm like, well, let me just like scroll through this for entertainment. And I'm realizing I'm starting to scroll through it faster and faster because I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And I can't find any good content anymore. It's probably because I watched it all. Um, But kind of Reddit has also kind of gone downhill also over the last year or two. But it was just every like every spare moment where I'd be working and I kept doing that thing where you like you glance at your phone and be like, Oh, like you just let me look at some real quick. Wait, I should be working. Okay, let me put that back down. And so I started putting timers on there where I can only it'll I'll only watch it 15 minutes a day. And then it says, oh, you're over the limit. And I go, okay. And I've also had to delete it a few times. And then, you know, the Cowboys send me some more cool TikTok stuff. So I got to redownload and get it going again. But it's something that I got to monitor. You know how you monitor the TikTok time? How's Chris? that? I got just the way. You only watch it when you're pooping? That's right. Wow. <laughs> what could, wise words have never been spoken. So just know that when I send you a TikTok, I'm probably on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's funny. No, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I'm in complete denial, Chris. I have I know I have an addiction to social media and like YouTube and and all that. I like reels and reels and reels. I'll scroll, but I'm in denial. I I don't have a problem, but I know I have a problem. Um. That to the point where it's like I like you like I feel like I've consumed a lot of the content that you know it, people send me stuff I'm like I've already seen it but I'll be like I like it or whatever um, to the point where I've gone down a a new rabbit hole in the rabbit hole which is like really messed up reels and TikToks it's like you know torture and homicides if you go on your tiktok yeah. and search a few subjects like i was showing uh my daughter some like wiener dog videos this morning and like now it's all i'm seeing today so if you, i just feel like if you go there search a few things if you want to cl- like clean up your feed or if you want to make your feed uh, something else bouncy boobs on beach yes, there you go <laughs> uh, you, you know I've, I've kind of been that way too i don't when i'm when i'm at work i always have uh, pandora music on or just kind of something in the background and i don't know if it's i can't handle quiet time but it's like when i get home um i'm like okay 
the I need to get the kids food ready. I give it to them. They start eating or negotiating that they don't want that, whatever. Um, and I'll be like, okay, let me knock out some dishes. Let me take the trash out. So while I'm doing that, I would put my head my headphones in. And I would put a YouTube video or or a podcast or something and just be like, well, you know, I might as well listen to something entertaining while I'm doing something dumb and tedious, right? The downside I'm realizing is my wife is realizing that she is talking to herself a lot where she's like, hey, Chris, are you you even listening? And I'll have to take the headphone. Oh, what? And she's like, I've been talking to you. I go, oh, well, I just, you know, I just, I, no, nothing was happening. We weren't having a conversation. I didn't, well, you know, I, I got some spare moments right now. Let me do this. And I'm realizing it is slowly starting to backfire where I think that resentment with her is getting built up where if I want to do something nice for her, it's like putting my headphones away for an evening or something. I've noticed a very happy turn since I put down the game with uh, just home life because I'm just like not buried in my phone anymore. I'm just doing things that I wasn't doing before. Nice. I'm glad you escaped the game, Stephen. Me too. Yeah, we're yeah. glad to have you back. Proud of you. Gra- gravitational pulls. Heavy. Yeah. Don't get into Hearthstone. It's really good. Don't do it. <laughs> I know. You're such a blizzard cuck, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, okay? Hots. Hots. Team Microsoft. Hots. All right. Hots? What's Hots? Yeah. Heroes of the Storm? I used to, and then I realized it was StarCraft, but... Like the different style, I'm like uh, I never really liked StarCraft. I felt like it was too much to manage, and I'm like I, I don't know my my brain isn't that big, so mm. I just gave up on gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. But you cock. Yeah. Also, there's a new never mind. There's a new mobile game uh, that you should not download. It's called Rumble by Blizzard. Uh, it's such a fucking Blizzard cock. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> is that still a good company now, or is that company going downhill? You know, everyone hates. I them. mean, Microsoft bought them, so it's going downhill. Oh, but it's but, going. I mean, uphill. The, the ship was sinking. Like um, are they? I mean, they just released the lowest rated uh, Call of Duty ever. Does that mean that they're financially healthy? I think not. Or not? No. Is it lowest rated, but still like most played? I don't think it is because they haven't actually released numbers about it hitting record numbers. So I don't think it is like actually doing that well. You know, every once in a while, I'll get like a freaking uh, notification or a video of like Diablo Four about like them releasing some new content. It's like nobody gives a fuck. That game's trash. Nobody cares. Yeah. See, I, I, like, I don't think that anybody plays. I'm it. not. I'm not sure if it's. I don't know if you could blame that on Microsoft just producing a bad game. I. This is my thought on the Call of Duty thing. It was. It was a glorious cow. They milked it. They made lots of money. They said, "Let's milk it some more." They milked that thing dry and then they tried to over milk it and they're realizing it's just not happening there. Now, the exception is Grand Theft Auto. Those guys know the formula to make it work, but everyone else, you're eventually going to hit the roadblock. But Grand Theft Auto doesn't actually milk it. They haven't released a new Grand Theft Auto since uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out on PS3. Yeah, but they spend so much time developing technology and a game. Yeah. And they released a fucking good product. They haven't failed us yet. It's such a big jump, so. right? The Call of Duty, like, I'm not quite sure if there's big gaps happening or big jumps. That's just a one. once a year kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, once they annualized that, that was the end of it, having like any kind of like creative merit or actually giving you yeah, it's quality. like Madden 25, Madden 26. It's like hey, the football game doesn't change very much. Hey, Ryan, what are your thoughts on uh, the future of gaming switching over to uh, instead of buying a game, it's you pay by the hour? What? That's terrible. 
By the hour? That's There's what? games are starting to talk about that, dude. Grand Theft Auto was thinking about that. Grand Theft Auto 6, they are saying, hey, just get a subscription, pay by the minute. Oh, yeah, because they're saying that the, the value per hour that you're getting is lopsided, essentially. Yep. My stuff's too good for you to buy I mean, it once. They should do like a like a monthly subscription if that's where they want to go with like having it actually be like an online thing like World of Warcraft, which is where they're going. But they're making buku bucks on that thing anyway. Oh yeah. The only I would be interested if I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like that game, and you pay by the hour until you realize, oh, I like this game. Then maybe you can buy like a more value like monthly pass. But I mean, it's an art form ultimately, so. Having having it be something where there's like constant microtransactions or constantly pumping out content for you to buy on a daily basis isn't conducive to actually putting out a quality product because that's not how like people who yeah. make art work. So the minute it gets to that, it's over. Like they just have to have set budgets and be like, okay, if we sell this many copies at sixty dollars a pop and that's a success, that that's the only way for it to actually have merit. Like all the subscription models are like Game Pass is going to destroy the industry. Yeah, that's the downside. The seasons and- like it's great right now because it's like oh, getting a shit ton of shit for very cheap, but ultimately the products are going to degrade very quickly. I feel like uh, the Game Pass should only be for games that maybe have been on the shelf for a few years, so people can just play those games with like you know why go out and pay sixty bucks for like uh, Oblivion or whatever you yeah. want to play. Um, but you can play all those games, old Halo games, old, you know, I'm playing like the old classic Doom games right now, just playing through them as an adult. And it's fun. I don't have to pay anything for it. I don't think you need to release brand new games on Game Pass. Yeah. I feel like that would ruin the industry. Cause That's how the Sony version works. Like they don't have a lot of stuff coming out the day a game releases, but most of it's stuff that's been out for about a year or so. And like people aren't buying copies anymore. But Microsoft's thing, like, if we made it, it's going to be their day one. And, like, all their games are coming out and just being disappointments. Like, the Redfall game was trash. Starfield was okay, but didn't light anything on fire. Like, it doesn't work. Didn't capture my attention. Yeah, I, I get the impression it's more important on when you can get the game out, not how well the game is made. Cyberpunk. Yeah, hey, Cyberpunk's a fantastic great example. <laughs> Cyberpunk is probably really good now, but... They missed their window of opportunity for Steven's to make an impact. I play. I played the whole game when it was fucking shit. I liked it when it was shit, but I also knew it was shit. But oh, very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you said Madden, oh my god, it reminded me. I hate sport video games because it's like, I I don't I don't want to invest all the time in learning all the cool tricks. Except for one, it was on the PlayStation 2. Have you guys ever played NFL Street? Yeah, 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 yeah. that was a good one. It is the best. Oh, my God. It was so simple, and they were like huge. Better than Blitz? Blitz? I I don't remember Blitz. Better than... Would you consider Tony Hawk Pro Skaters uh, a sport video? No, no. Because you're talking about... Here I am. Like NBA Jam? Yeah. I think NBA Jam was pretty dope. Like Street Street was... I think it was like five or five players on your team. Five or six players the you got to a point where you could like run on the walls it was it was yeah. trying to it was trying to break down from like a big 11 man football team to just like a few kids in a park but it was a good game yeah it, it hit the simplicity for me that was that was a good game anyway uh how, how are we doing steven i'm i'm this has just been open discourse for a long time <laughs> we can move on i guess it's 
way past. What can I say, Stephen? We're addicted to your segment. Yeah, that's all Stephen's got to say about that. <laughs> all right, 10-4. That's all I got to say about I that, Joe Brownies. I think that's all we have time for on this episode. Thank you so much, listeners, for hanging in there. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Uh, and boys, is there anything else you want to say? Yes. Well, let's hear it, Ryan. I'm very excited for our dear listener to put Angel in his fucking Fortnite place. Yes. Oh, the OnlyFans person? Thank you, Ryan. All right, next up, Steven. Oh, yeah. Just um, I'm excited for Pastrami Tay. Ooh, Pastrami. That video is going to come out. It's going to be so good, dude. Very cool. Yeah. It's not working. Not going to do well for my blood pressure, but it's going to be delicious. Mine either. Thank you so much, Chris. Any last words? Good night. Good night, Coinopians. You know, the Cowboys and us, uh, we took some recent stock of where we started and where we're at now, and it's all thanks to you guys. You know, we uh, I recently found out that we have listeners in South Dakota. Oorah. Good, good work out there, guys. But it's all because you guys enjoy our content, and we're just glad to put it out there for you guys and make it fun. So... Thanks to you. I'm glad I'm there for the money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for the pusher. Now, with that, we're out. Mm-hmm.